All right. So let's start a conversation about trade-offs. Tay, I'll go ahead and let you take the floor, see what your thoughts are on trade-offs. Uh, honestly, I just feel like trade-offs has been our life ever since joining It Works, and it's been uh, for the good. I love when John opened up and he talked about the guy who wanted to do what he did, and the first thing he said, would you be willing to do what I did? you know, to uh, be to do what I'm doing. And I just think about uh, a lot of us who've uh, built a business that has uh, given us uh, a lot of influence and that has put us on the platform and people see us and, you know, they uh, ask for tips and they ask for things. And uh, to me, if I can give anybody uh, a tip today, it would be, uh, are you willing to give up something? Uh, and if you're not, then you, got, you have to understand you probably won't get to this point. So I thought that was a key word that they kept selling, willingness, willingness, willingness. Are you willing to do things? So uh, for me, it was three things that really stood out to me. The first was uh, many trade-offs can be made at one time. Like just start where you are. Like what is your current goal and what is standing in between you and that current goal? Like if you aren't willing to trade off some of those things to reach that current goal, then you have to understand that you can't move forward and like looking to be Ambassador Diamond if you're a Ruby if you aren't willing to do the things that you have to do to become, you know, a diamond. So you have to look at where you are, look at your circumstances, look at the small things that you're facing now and just ask yourself, well, what am I willing to give up to get to that next step? So, and I thought that was great. Uh, the second was uh, comfort for, uh, for legacy. He said the pain is felt before the gain is realized. Uh, immediately, I went back to us uh, just in March, moving uh, from South Dakota from my dream home uh, down here to Florida where we don't know anybody where uh, we had Carrie's family and they were just so close and just uh, just the comfort and, and the security of you know having our boys taken care of anytime we wanted to come down here really not knowing anything knowing that you know we would have to go to events and really not knowing like how can we make sure our boys would be taken care of how can we trust somebody down here and uh, we just had that willingness to you know if, we feel like if God like we just thought about when we first started this business built our first house which wasn't our dream house, but it was far beyond what we thought we could ever you know, have. And going to our dream home, we just thought back to that. When we made the choice to go to our dream home, not only did we gain a home, like we gained confidence, we gained, like, I feel like we just gained a whole new perspective for like, if he'd done it for us at this level, he didn't overwhelm us. He gave us steps so we can walk up those steps in order to grow into the people that when we did get this new, go to this new level, we was able to walk into it. So we just used the same concept with moving to, um, moving down here to Florida, doing that process. We moved on the end of the month two times. And like my wife didn't have to stress because she walked those steps. She did the thing that, you know, she's supposed to do was for her giving up control over everything, actually allowing people to become those diamond leaders, those double diamond leaders, let them take on the role themselves so that they can continue to grow and walk those steps for themselves as well. So uh, I think it was a lot of comfort in that, but it was also a lot of security that throughout the entire phase, he was working on us behind the scenes. We had to learn how to follow, you know, instead of always trying to lead. And I thought by us just learning to do that, he was able to surround us with, uh, even get us even closer to uh, Chad and Jareed, Joel, and Stephanie uh, put us in situations where we knew that we was at a new level because we wasn't the ones who was always leading the pack. We had to be the ones who had to learn how to follow these other great people so that we can, you know, raise our level. So I thought that was awesome. And the last thing uh, that really uh, I just thought was awesome, he said, trade-offs forces us to make choices. And then he said, your choices make you stronger. And I just, man, immediately, I just, we just left the ranch 
uh, on Monday, and I thought about Mark, and he had a choice to make. He talking about values and integrity. Like he can go out and just you know know that he's gonna have that financial uh, security, or and he can trade in his integrity for it. And because he did trade in his integrity, we are we are here right now living this great life off of one choice that he made. And I think that one choice that he made allowed him to make other choices as he started this own, his own company, as he had to make choices, whether he had to go out and flip houses because they didn't have, you know, the income to uh, pay uh, the people at corporate. But he did the thing. He continued to make choices that, you know, we was talking to uh, Aunt Ellie Antonacci on the bus, and she said two things that, you know, stuck with me. And she, this is how they make decisions, her and her husband. I asked her where, where her husband was. She said, we asked the question, is this good for our business? Is this good for our family? If it's not good for our business, we're not going to do it. If it's not good for our family, we're not going to do it. And I was just like, wow, if you can just get that concept of just asking these two basic questions, is this good for my business? If it's good for my family, if it is, then you make that trade off and you make it happen. If it's not, then you don't have to go against your values. You don't have to go against your integrity. So I think you have to learn that when you're forced to make choices, that is your, that is your opportunity to grow that is your opportunity to push yourself outside your comfort zone. So uh, I'm just thankful just to be on this Zoom because we continually, you know, made that decision that we're, we're always going to be willing because we know where we came from, we know where we headed, and we know we have to do that in between. I think people always get caught up of, you know, I'm not where I, where I was, but I'm not, you know, where I want to be. But it's that in-between that's going to continue to keep you inspired and, and uh, inside yourself and also I'm going to continue to give you that hope to keep going so uh, just appreciate where you are make those uh, trade-offs where you are little or small just understand like the value is your time if you aren't willing to give up things that's blocking you from your goals then uh, you have to understand that you're not going to reap those, those results so but uh, you guys make the trade-off every Tuesday and Thursday so just continue to do that you trade in your time you trade in that to continue to grow and uh, just continue to show up. So uh, thank you, Joe. Thank you for chat. It was awesome just catching up with you guys this weekend and just to see, like, your humility and just see, like, you aren't just on these Zooms pouring into us. Like, when you go to these conferences and see you guys continue to do that for people, for me, it's like that's what we need to see, people who aren't just, you know, on a computer doing things, but they're also out in the community still making a difference, still, uh, you know, impacting each other's lives. So, guys, you guys really are the example for me. So when it comes to make a choice, it's easy because I know who I'm following. I know the direction that you guys are headed. So uh, you got to just make it easy for me to be willing to stay open to, like, go to that next level. Like, there's nothing there but more people to help. So you have to understand it's not always about you. It's about the impact that you're going to make on that role, that on the world, and just the legacy that you're going to leave. So uh, I'm just thankful uh, to be a part of you guys' legacy because to see that you're planning in me, you know, I continue to water water each day. I even, you know, I got you guys over in this special uh, bed by yourself that I just kind of go out and just, you know, cherish it and just think about the memories, just think about all that you've done for me and just continue to build on that and just uh, pay you guys back by doing the same for other people. So thank you. I, I love how Tay is looking at myself and Chad and me and Chad are doing the complete opposite. We're like, we're looking at Tay. We're, we're, try we're trying to live up to Tay. So awesome. And you guys make sure that you get around people that constantly push you to be better. That's why uh, I, I love being around Tay and Chad is because of the fact that they constantly push ourselves to be better. Uh, Chad, what, what do you have in the law of trade-offs? Wow. So this, this is a really good one. And you know, a lot of times you watch this and it's just, you kind of know some things, but it really helps you to pinpoint it. And, and for the first time, understand how important uh, these things are. 
And I love that we get to kind of experience all that together. So I have three points and then a quick story. So the first one um, is when he talked about when I go through change, I am passive. When I grow through change, I am active. See, a lot of people look at change as a negative thing and they want to avoid it. They try and keep it from happening. And and that's where when people are staying in their comfort zone and the, and the challenges in America, it's really, really easy to survive. And most people are surviving, but they're not really living. You know, I say everyone's, everyone's breathing, but not everyone is living. And I, I was, I was in that boat for, you know, over half, I'm 46 now and over half my life, I was in that boat where I was just surviving and I wasn't living. And I always tell people this, the test is simple. It, when you meet someone and you, you want to know, is this person, a thriving or is this person just surviving? You just ask one question. You know, it's really simple. Do your Mondays feel like your Fridays? We were created so that we could enjoy life, not just for the weekend, but we can enjoy all of our week. Now, statistically in the United States, more people have heart attacks on Monday than any other day of the week because most people are freaking miserable. And I was there and some of you watching right now have probably been there. And most of the people that you know in your life are there and they are miserable on Mondays. And so we can bring the message to them. It doesn't have to be that way. And what that normally means is that someone is going to need to make a trade-off. So not just going through change and, and passively watching life and reacting to circumstances, but taking positive action and thinking about these things so we can get there. So that goes to my, my second point um, is, is the trade-off. So, and, and I just wanted to plant a couple seeds here. For me, one of the hard ones for me was I was in the army for three years. I got out of the army and my dad was like a plant, like a, like one of the, he, he had like a few hundred people underneath him in this car factory and he pulled some strings so I could get a job there. Right. There was lines of people ahead of me. He pulled strings so I could get a job there. So I go from making hardly nothing to now I'm making over $22 an hour and this is in the nineties. So I'm making great money. But when I'm on this car factory, I feel like it's sucking life. I don't know if some of you have jobs where you just go there and you just feel like it's sucking the life out of you. Like you feel like you're there for a day and a month of your life is over. Like you work there for a year and you feel like you got 10 years older in one year. That's how I felt working in a car factory. And I looked around at the people that have been there for 10 years and I'm like, these guys are going to die way earlier than they should have because they're here all the time. This is sucking the life out of them, right? And I could just feel it, feel it, and I could see it, and I knew I needed to go, but I was like, what is my alternative? Twenty By then, I was making like twenty two fifty an hour and all these benefits, and I'm like, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? Well, finally, and I don't recommend this, but I, I recommend giving a two-week notice and you know honoring your employer. <laughs> but back then, I didn't care. <laughs> so one day, I was just like, threw my tools down, looked at my boss, and I said, I quit. And I walked out and said goodbye to like 10 people, and they looked at me like I was crazy because I was trading off, right? And all I knew was I had I – for, for, for like the next five years, I never made more than $12 an hour. I went from 22. So a lot of people probably looked at me and said, that guy's an idiot. But having the boldness to walk away from that and make a change and making a trade and getting myself understanding that, I, that even though I went down in pay, I went up in, in the enjoyment and fulfillment of my life. That was important. So that was one. Another one was with, with Cherie and with the family. When we got together, we knew that a lot of our surrounding was toxic. We knew we needed to get away. So when we moved from Illinois, kind of like Tay said, moved from Illinois with a brand new family, brand new child to North Carolina, knew nobody. That was a huge trade-off. But looking back now, it was so important just to get away from, from our, our parents and some of our friends and our circles and to get away from that. So that was, that was big. That's my second point. 
some of you might need to do something like that. You might need to make a, uh, you might be working full time somewhere and just need to adjust that or adjust your surroundings. Maybe not move to another state, but maybe just get away from some groups and find some new people, right? That's huge. And then the third one I wrote down is no pain, no gain. You know, I love, I love this scripture. A lot of us guys go through this thing called every man a warrior. And we memorize like one scripture a week. And one of the scriptures is Hebrews 12, 11, And it just says, no discipline is pleasant at the time, but painful. And it, it's, I wish I could reach into your brains and help you guys understand this, that to, to go forward in life, there is, there's pain involved, but it's not bad. We got to stop looking at pain as being a bad thing and look at being a necessary thing. I've heard that child labor is painful, but is it worth it? Of course. That's why, that's why everyone in the world doesn't just have one kid, right? <laughs> Some crazy people have eight, nine, 10 kids. And even though every time they probably say it sucked, and the delivery sucks, but it was worth it. It's the same thing with your business. It's the same thing with these trade-offs. It might hurt up front, but looking back years later, you're going to go, oh my gosh, that was so completely worth it. So just the no pain, no gain. Last thing I'll tell you is just a quick story. A friend of mine, um, school teacher, you know, wasn't making very much money. Actually, they had about a $40 a month budget for groceries and family would bring them other stuff and you know, for Christmas, they, their kids never got, they had three kids, their kids never got new things. They would have to uh, literally go to like garage sales and find used things and, and wrap them up and clean them up and make them look new, you know, and they, they found a business like it works and they thought, wow, I wonder if we could just add a few extra hundred dollars to our house. That would help a lot. So they started making, you know, four or $500 a month and they got more serious as time went on, started making more money, more money, became top 10 in that company, did some other things along the way to just build wealth, you know, some real estate, a little bit of stuff like that. Now, when they were top 10 in this company, uh, there came a time in this company where the company was starting to fall apart and the owners said, hey, we know the company's kind of falling apart, but we want you, we'll pay you to go out there and act like everything's okay. Well, out of the 10, one couple said, we have to walk away. We, they gave up their top 10, who knows how much, 50, 60, $70,000 a month, left it on the table to walk away because of their integrity wasn't for sale. Their character wasn't for sale. They walked away and then later on they found out they could get involved and, and start their own company. And you know when they started their own company for three years, they didn't take any sort of income. Everything the company made, they put back into the company. Nobody involved took any sort of company. The first 3,000 people that joined their company all quit, all quit. Man, can you imagine the pain that was? Could you imagine when this guy's other friend came up to him and he said, hey, how long do you want me to let you do this before we got to pull the plug? And you guys, what I love about that story is that is our CEO, Mark Pentecost. That's Mark and Cindy. That's, that's the grit they have. That's what they went through. If you guys haven't seen the video yet, I think it's uh, itworks.com forward slash about us or about one of those two. But if you watch that 30 minute video, you'll get the full picture and you will be excited about where you are and you'll be encouraged about where you can go. So I love this trade-off, and I'm just uh, I'm excited when I look back of, of some of the choices that I've made, and, and now I'm encouraged to even make more moving forward to grow and take those risks to do bigger and great, better things. So thanks for, for doing this, Joel. Thanks for the opportunity to be on here, Tay. Thanks for sharing. You were at the ranch the other day. You were like, listen to you. I was just like, whoa, and I, I like told Cindy, I'm like, that dude got a speaking anointing. She's like, yeah. And then like five minutes later, like we Tay's on the next lead, the next panel. I was like, yes. 
So I can't wait to see that, man, probably at conference or whatever. They're going to be like, come on, Tay. It was good. So thanks, guys. We'll, we'll all be cheering in the background. Tay, Tay, Tay. It's going to be amazing. Uh, I love the definition of trade-off. Giving up something of value for something of greater value. Uh, it, I got a great little example. I don't know if you guys have ever watched the show Barter King. I don't know if they've got new episodes, so you might have to go watch the old episodes. But the whole thought process of the, the show Barter Kings is at the beginning of the show, they've got this lofty goal. It's like, hey, we want to buy a monster truck. And then they're looking around their shop and they're, they're starting with a paper clip. And they're like, I'm going to trade this paper clip for something. And then like somebody needed a paper clip and they give up something of value for them because they needed that paper clip. And then the next thing is, you know, the next 10 minutes is, okay, we got to trade this car alternator for something. So now they're going around trying to find people. And, and through that whole process of the show, they're trading up, trading up, trading up, trading up to where at the end, they finally get the thing at the beginning of the show that they talked about. And it's funny because, you know, you would think it's just each trade gets easier and better. And, and no, sometimes they actually had to trade backwards in order to get something that somebody needed so that they could get another piece of the pie that they had. So they're walking into somebody with that alternator and trading for another paperclip because they know that the guy that has the CD that the other guy's been looking for to finish his collection wants a paperclip. So they're going around bouncing backwards and forwards. Trade-offs aren't always a trade-up scenario. Sometimes you have to trade back in order to move forward, which is the, the idea of trading financial security so that you can have the possibility of financial potential for tomorrow. Uh, I, I love that whole thing. And, you know, the higher you go, the tougher it is to trade off. When you're at a lower point and you don't have a lot to trade, it's always easier to trade to keep going forward. When you have a lot on the line or you have a lot to give up to go to that next level, that's when it gets harder. And that's, like you said, when people get to higher levels, it makes it harder for them to make those trade-offs. And that's why sometimes you see people stall out at certain levels is because they're not willing to do what it takes to get to that next level. Always going to be pain. I like how Tay and Chad both pointed that out. There's, there's not going to be a way to get to the next level without having to go through something tough. Uh, I like one of the things that was said over this weekend is, you know, everybody wants to go from mountaintop to mountaintop by building bridges. You know, we, we as human beings always want to build bridges to go from mountaintop to mountaintop. Nobody wants to go through the valley. But the thing is, is naturally God created all of the valleys so that you could get to the next mountaintop. Because if you go from a low mountaintop to another higher mountaintop, you have to go through that valley in order to grow into the person that it takes to get to that next mountaintop. Uh, the other last thing I got in here is uh, the thought process of, you guys, you put out your dreams. You have these dream boards. I mean, if you look over Chad's shoulder right now, they've got their 2019 dream board on the wall. Those are the things that they wanted to accomplish this year. So you have to ask yourself, what are you willing to give up to achieve those things on your dream board? You know, when you create that dream board, you're not just putting things out there going, hey, I, I hope these happen. Oh, I wish these happens. That's what you're doing if you're just putting them on there to put them on there. If you are putting them on there as a goal, now all of a sudden it's got a deadline. 
like Chad's got that on there right now. It's 2019. These are the things that he wants to accomplish this year, not, oh, I hope I get this done by 2025. He's got a deadline on those. So they're going to have to give things up to make those things happen. So I, I encourage you to take the time to write down what your dreams and goals are for this business. And then conversely, sit there and take the time to figure out what it is you're going to have to give up to get there. You know, I posted that in there earlier, you know, we had to give up a lot in order to get to Black Diamond. Everybody sees Black Diamond and says, hey, I want to be there. I want to have what you have. Yeah, but are you willing to give up what Stephanie and I gave up to get there? The moment that you want that as bad as you want air, you will give up things in order to get to that destination. So that's my encouragement for you guys today is to go through, figure out what it's going to cost you to get to your dreams and then make the decision. Are you going to give those things up to get to a better place? Guys, thanks for tuning in. We love having you on there. We can't wait to see you guys again next time. Have a good week.